one of them used <laughs> to be bedrooms <laughs> that aren't the master. Yeah, I was just, I was wondering what your wife gets out of all this. Don't say the kitchen. Don't say the kitchen. <laughs> Welcome back to a don't don't look don't stop listening. This is actually us new and live here uh, this week. We're coming to you uh, with this new uh, new intro for this uh, old material <laughs> because there's some things we want to tell you about that are brand new. Hey, my name is Will, and joining me as always on this seriously, we're, this is a new January 2024. And joining mm-hmm. me for this new material are my good friends Cat and John. Hey guys. Hi guys. I am not AI. I am really me. <laughs> oh, and I should point out that you, you'll know Kat is uh, calling uh, calling us uh, on a telephone because she couldn't be in her studio today. Thanks for doing that, Kat. Oh, uh, now I wish during the time we haven't been getting together, I created an AI John and an AI Kat. <laughs> <laughs> that could be dangerous. Yes. It would have been fun if you guys heard, like I published an episode the first week of February. And you're like, wait a second. We didn't get back to recording yet. Yeah. And then you hear that? Well, it's, it's just like when you published one that I wasn't on and I didn't yeah. know until I heard it. I'm like, am I on this one? What is this? Oh, they say I'm not there. Okay. okay. Did I forget recording something? <laughs> you could have doubly fooled yeah. me by going, and hi, I'm John. How are you guys? Oh, I to do that. I've been spending some Next time. year. Well, Write I'm- it down. Next year. Post it. Yep. Make a note. I've been learning a little bit more about AI just for fun and, uh, hmm. There are possibilities, as much as I am against it, just generally for artistic purposes. Mm-hmm. But if you oh. can use it to harass your friends, then it's oh, yeah. definitely worthwhile. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, a little bit on this episode, we're going to replay our, look, one, we did a few uh, true crime episodes this year. You guys might not yeah. remember. We talked about, uh, well, we did mm-hmm. our live mm-hmm. at SFGE, where we talked about Sword Quest. Awesome. Loved it. Uh, folks should definitely check that out. We, we talked about the Cabbage Patch Kids uh, this year, <laughs> yes. right? Huh. Something else. What was the other one? Oh, we talked about uh, uh, Rapper's Delight. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Early folks on Sugar also Hill Records fun. were uh, ripped off. And also how, just how that record label came to be. Sugar, uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, and uh, the one that, I, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you guys, but the one that sort of, I guess, for me, cemented the fact that we could have a lot of fun while talking about uh, true crimes is Cocaine Bear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Cocaine Bear yeah. is my go-to episode. I'll say to somebody, yeah. so I'm also a co-host on this other show. If you'd mm-hmm. like to try it out, <laughs> just check out Cocaine Bear. That's the one that I recommend. I guess it's because there, I get the most belly laughs out of re-listening to that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of little things. There's all the parrot stuff. There's all yeah. the sides. There are these moments that maybe only Kat and I get where I hear I hear Will get jokes later. And I'm like, oh, he just got it. I recognize yeah. that. I remember yeah. that moment. <laughs> it's, it's, so yeah, it's it's a classic. I and I know Will might think that he he was being serious and he he mm-hmm. wasn't perhaps being funny, but he totally was. Will, you were so funny also in that one. You said some really <laughs> great lines. In addition to John, mm-hmm. belly laughs is the way to describe it for me as well. <laughs> the, the thing we've done it enough times now, where uh, and again, this is not to put pressure on you guys, and this is kind of a this isn't a um, thing where I'm afraid of jinxing things or. Uh, there's some, this, 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 this is a different phenomenon, you know, again, among, among creative performers that you don't kind of want to talk about that. I know that no matter what I talk to you guys about is going to be interesting at least, and probably hilarious in ways that I couldn't possibly <laughs> anticipate. And cocaine bear is one of those great examples. Yes. Well, I, it's, you're right. You don't want to jinx it, but it's right. because you're cat and I, I, I wouldn't say we enjoy it. We just naturally go off track yeah. in, in, in ways that we enjoy yeah. that irritate you to some degree, but you also recognize that sometimes, hold on, I'm just going to see where this goes because it might yeah. be gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we're not looking to create anything magical. We're just being silly. Yeah. And sometimes it just clicks to the point that even though I was part of it, I listened to it and I'm like, here comes the part where I'm going to be really, really laughing hysterically. Yes. And it still cracks me up, even though I was there and did it and know what's coming. Yeah. 
you, you can't you can't plan that stuff. So the, <laughs> there's a lot of credit to you as the host to go. I'm going to just give them a little bit of rope and see where this goes. Because <laughs> sometimes it really goes in places that are funny. <laughs> And you can hear him being sucked in and pulled in. You know, it's like all of a sudden he's like, okay, I'm on board <laughs> with this, whatever, yeah. this silliness. It's, it's very tempting to join you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I like how John used the metaphor of the rope, which usually ends in and let them hang themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, take all the rope you, you want. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah so anyway, we're going to be replaying that. Um, yeah. Trust us by the end. Hopefully you'll be laughing too. Uh, but so you'll hear that in just a moment, but what I, what I in particular wanted to get your, your attention is because I want to make sure you you know that we're coming back live. Uh, we're going to be recording live January 31st for our first episode this year, not including this, uh, intros that we're doing here. Uh, mm-hmm. and we're going to be recording our episodes live. I, I I'm going to say, well, from now on, let's just say it. Of course, asterisk. <laughs> until it changes. Yes. Right. Until it's a clearly a bad not. idea. Uh, and the reason we're doing that is because we want you to be able to participate in the topics, give us your suggestions, your thoughts, corrections. Uh, when I can't think of a word, you can try to beat John and Kat to telling me the right word or how to pronounce a word. It's larynx, larynx, larynx. Uh, but Hey, and not only are we doing that, but I'm really excited about, we've been, we've been reaching out to different potential sponsors to sponsor these live episodes so that we can give something away every time to the live audience. And our very first sponsor who jumped right on board is our friends over at Kokomo Toys and Collectibles. Uh, You can visit them at kokomotoys.com. You may be familiar with them because they were featured on an episode of Nacelle's, uh, a toy store near you. It's one of the many Uh toy stores that Nacelle, that Brian uh, Volkweiss loves. He starts off the episode by saying he's been all around the world and this is still a place he Still longs to go, but hasn't made it to. It's uh, Kokomo Toys and Collectibles. Uh, anyway, they're going to be giving away a, a prize uh, or sponsoring a prize giveaway from their, you know, immense uh, catalog, library, uh, warehouse of, of, of toys and collectibles they have. Yeah. Am I eligible to win? <laughs> I got to write some rules real quick. Uh, I don't know. I was like, not, but, we'll say yes, but yeah. we're going to rig it so you can't. Yeah. All right. Is that better than saying no and then rig it so you could? Yeah. Yeah. That would, yeah, that's a better, look. that's definitely a better look. It depends on your perspective, but I suppose, yeah. yes. Just okay. have somebody, a proxy show up for the live, John. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. I'll just, I'll, I'll have a, yeah, I'll have an avatar who's not me who enters an AI. I'll make an AI an of AI. me. Yeah. Who's there in the is. chat. Uh-huh. I would like to enter the contest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, what else? That's it. Hey, all you got to do to be able to, to, to win is is be on the, listening to the show. I think what we'll do is, uh, you know, we could do it like a kind of an old radio contest in the sense that we give out a secret word early on. Oh. And then at the end of the episode, you know, in the comment section, you put hashtag that secret word if you were paying attention. And then you have a chance to win. Nice. And then probably because okay. we're really kind, we'll just tell people what the word was at that time because- Right. So we get to the end and no one knows it because they weren't there at the beginning. Then you just give it away. Yeah. Right. Just I'm going to write it down on a whiteboard and hold it up. <laughs> so no, yeah. So the audience listening doesn't know. Yeah. All Kat, right. How many rings yeah. are on your right hand? You just held up your hand. What is this? You're ready for a fight. It's like brass knuckles. Yeah. But, but stainless steel. <laughs> silver, mostly silver. Okay. Oh, is there's that- only eight on this hand. Oh, is one that all? Them- yeah, one of them looks multiple. Yeah, you only have five fingers. <laughs> <laughs> on average per finger, that's a lot. Yeah. What else you got? And there's seven on this hand. Yeah. <laughs> so do you find when you take them off, if you ever do, that that right hand is so much stronger now because it's been lifting up? <laughs> <laughs> got a real workout. <laughs> I'll right. test it out. <laughs> Smack. Watch out for the backhand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, so listen to Cocaine Bear. Uh, and if you're interested in that type of uh, format, there's a ton of other, uh, there's certainly a handful, at least of other true crime episodes that we, uh, and we've got some coming up too. Oh, we got one gosh. coming up soon in the next few weeks. Uh, it's a crazy story yes. that I'm looking forward to telling you guys about. But. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. All right. Hey, so <laughs> check out Cocaine Bear in just a moment here. And don't forget to join us January 31st for our live uh, episode. Oh, and go, we're going to do that. Go to Facebook or YouTube. That's where you can see it. 7 p.m. Eastern, because that's uh, the time zone in which we live. 
7 p.m. Eastern, January 31st. We will talk to you then. Oh, don't go anywhere. Listen to Coke Kingberry. All right. Hey, as as promised or threatened. It's like someone left a fish on Will's porch. Someone <laughs> left me a fish, so I know I'm not supposed to do true crime, which means I'm getting close to the truth, and I have to do it. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the true abridged story of the cocaine bear who, you know, is Ah. the subject of this uh, film that I look forward to seeing. It just came out. It looks, Mm -hmm. looks like a horror comedy, you know, I guess, or Mm -hmm. comedy horror. Mm -hmm. Absurdist comedy horror, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you had told me the premise, I would have thought this is dumb, but I saw the trailer and I was like, oh my God, this looks awesome. I have to say, I didn't watch the trailer, but my son was watching it and he's so excited to see this movie. (laughs) I watched the trailer. I was just surprised Johnny Knoxville was not in it. No. Because it, it seems like a jackass trick. It's like, so we're going to feed this bear cocaine oh. <laughs> and then we're going to goad him. Before heart, his heart explodes, we're going to try to get, oh. bite somebody's balls off. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Is this a show tonight? I, I don't know if this is a show, but we're going to we're going to publish it. Yes. All right. So look, look, the story is complicated. Mm-hmm. I will share with you after we get through my abridged version, mm-hmm. where I'm highlighting just some of the more interesting salient mm-hmm. points among dozens of interesting salient points. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you I, at the end, I, it's, yeah. I cannot wait to hear what makes it complicated because at the surface, it sounds super simple. Oh, it yeah. does. <laughs> Bear eats cocaine, goes on rampage, the end. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Mm. All right. Hey, so let me see. That's the show, everybody. Good night. John did it for me. Thanks. (laughs) All right. Oh, and like usual, if you want to stop me, Mm -hmm. stop me. Okay. Do you have any questions? Oh, don't worry. (laughs) You you haven't let me get a single word in this whole show. (laughs) When when do you hear the news back? (laughs) Oh, we're going to stop you. Yeah. All right. So so that means I just have to try to get through through this as quickly as possible. (laughs) I'm not going to stop either. No one's going to stop. Three people talking simultaneously. (laughs) November 1985. While trudging through the golden, fallen leaves of the Chattahoochee National Forest, a hunter came upon easy prey. Laying there before him, in a small clearing beneath a canopy of trees, was a sizable black bear. Though it was as still as death, it appeared alive. And so the hunter slowly raised his rifle, bringing the butt of the gun tight against his shoulder. (laughs) But before he could squeeze the trigger, he made another more startling discovery strewn about the body of the Ursus Americanus lay several packages of a white substance and nearby a large duffel bag. The bear was already dead, killed by a man who had left a string of deaths long before this yogi had dined on the deadly picnic basket. Oh no, yogi! Oh no! I don't know that I could do this for a half hour. With the background music, I can't help but seeing a Dream Kid short that says, it's 1984 and your bear just ate cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, we have to ask him. That's that. amazing. <laughs> Here we go. With a name that sounds like cardigan-covered shoulders come to life, Andrew Carter Thornton III was born into Kentucky's Blue Blood Society. A child of privilege, Thornton forwent his family's esteemed horse farm for a seeming life of public service. After graduation from the prestigious Siwani Military Academy in 1962, Thornton joined the United States Army. There, Thornton became a decorated paratrooper for the 82nd Airborne Division. Despite his extensive training, however, Thornton wasn't prepared for the jump that would end his life. Oh, okay. A lot of jokes in this one. Um... (laughs) Wait, did I miss something? When when will those start? I'm just gonna... (laughs) I was being sarcastic. Okay, okay, okay. You can't knock me if I'm being sarcastic. I burned myself. You can't set something on fire if it's already burning. (laughs) All right, whatever.
Maybe we just skip this week. No, no, no. Keep going, keep going. This is all gold. Longing to continue the adrenaline-fueled combat he had experienced, Thornton joined the Lexington Fayette Urban County Police Department in 1968, just a few years after his military career had ended. And as police work became routine, Thornton's thrill-seeking ambition landed him on the newly formed Narcotics Squad. Ah. Working closely with the DEA, mm-hmm. Thornton's need for speed was sated, <laughs> albeit briefly, as he slid over car hoods before racing off to another drug bust. Oh. But soon, Thornton found confiscating drugs wasn't nearly as exciting as selling oh, them. Oh. To bears. To bears. To bears. <laughs> Exclusive mammal clientele Catering to the only The most esteemed of bears Oh Yogi Lifelong friends I'm just going to keep introducing new characters And then the show And it's never going to end the story It's like Stranger Things Lifelong friends Bradley Bryant Traveled in the same high class circles As Thornton The pair even attended the military academy together. So, in 1977, when Bryant formed a private security company, it was only natural for Bryant to court Thornton away from the police department. Jimmy Chagra, one of their first clients, however, seemed to need little protection. When this leader of a large drug-running syndicate Mm. was scheduled to appear before a U.S. district judge, he couldn't bribe. Mm. He had him murdered. Mm. The hitman, Mm. Charles Harrelson, father of beloved Cheers actor Woody. (gasps) Really? Mm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. His father is a murderer, convicted murderer. Wow. Never knew that. Today years old. Wow. Okay. Huh. <clears throat> God damn, I'm not even off the first page. <clears throat> September 1979. The China Lake Naval Weapons Center, an installation that conducts highly classified research in the barren reaches of the Mojave Desert, had been <clears throat> robbed. Sophisticated and some deadly military equipment including infrared night scopes, had been stolen. Already fearing the extensive illegal exporting of arms from the United States, federal authorities were on high alert. On January 4th, 1980, while the disappearance of the equipment was under investigation on the West Coast, the Philadelphia police responded to what they believed was a routine call. A maid at an airport hotel had smelled marijuana emanating from one particular room. Once inside, however, drugs were the least interesting item the officers uncovered. What? There was also a bear inside. It turns out the story is just about a bunch of dead bears. Hope you don't like bears. (laughs) Ursinus. What was that? Ursinus Americanus. I probably no, not Ursinus. That's That's what I have. Is Ursinus Majoris? That's what I have in my cat scan show. Ursinus. You're thinking Ursus. (laughs) Did you just know that off the top of your head, John? Probably right. You just know that off. You just know that because you know that. What's that? That It's Ursus Americanus. I. I've heard it before. It's yeah, the root word. Mm-hmm, like, you know, mm-hmm, like, yeah, mm-hmm, it's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like lupus and, uh-huh. you know, canis and things like mm-hmm, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Scientific names, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, see, I, I read it and I wasn't sure Kat was wrong. So that's, I, what, that's what I, I don't know what I just did there, <laughs> oh, oh. really. <laughs> it's, definitely not, it's definitely not sinus. Yeah, yeah. Will has a bear. Sinus. <laughs> well, he's snorting cocaine, so he's probably got some sinus issues. In his yes. yes. While some may pack pajamas, clean underwear, oh. and a toothbrush <laughs> while traveling, Bradley Bryant was prepared for something else when police arrested him in his room at a Philadelphia airport hotel. Oh, boy. 
In addition to his skivvies, Bryant was carrying a cache of semi-automatic weapons, an assortment of disguises, more than 10 fraudulent Kentucky driver's licenses, and $22,000 in cash. When Bryant's arrest led to the additional search of a warehouse he rented in Lexington, officers found an arsenal of weapons, various electronic surveillance devices, and an infrared night scope. Which I said was one of the things stolen, right? Did I say that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you Shit. did. I don't remember. No, you did. And, and a bear. <laughs> also among Brian's items was a notebook that contained the names and addresses of two dozen men, mm. including one Lexington resident, Andrew Carter Thornton III. <gasps> oh. The cardigan wearer. Right? The living embodiment. <laughs> Of a cardigan <laughs> draped over her shoulders. Exhausting. Within days of Bryant's arrest, several federal agencies joined the investigation. And mm-hmm. a few months later, 25 individuals were indicted in Fresno, California, Mm. charged with conspiracy to import and distribute marijuana (laughs) and to steal government property from the China Lake Naval Base Weapons Center. Although Thornton was named in that indictment, he was not charged. Instead, amid hints that a larger drug smuggling conspiracy existed, Thornton was charged with piloting a DC-4 loaded with a literal half-ton of ganja. Oh, wow. (laughs) Sensing justice was coming for him, Thornton did what any decorated army veteran soldier and former narcotics officer would do. (laughs) He fled. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) That's when he met a bear. And then? (laughs) I mean, somehow it's all leading to a bear, right? <laughs> I'm waiting for the bear. I, I'm 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 ready for the bear. I wondered if he stole the bear from the military base, oh. or if the bear was you know, oh. or the bear was one of the pieces of equipment he had packed right. with his skivvies. Oh. Or, yeah, they indicted 25 individuals in one bear. <laughs> <laughs> A quote unquote. Prepper, Thornton had been practicing for the apocalypse for years. He's a preppy prepper. <laughs> Brilliant. Perfect. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, you just won the podcast. <laughs> the first preppy prepper, Thornton had been practicing for the apocalypse for years. He just stole your joke. No. I'll just edit Cat's part out. <laughs> now, with his world actually coming to an end, Thornton donned a bulletproof vest, grabbed a pistol, and eluded capture for several months. But when U.S. Customs discovered the 56-foot... The what? The 56-foot converted <laughs> bear. Just put bear when anything sees... A bear. This is like an ad, ad lib. A 50-foot bear. <laughs> But when U.S. Customs discovered the 56-foot converted minesweeper they had seized off the coast of Louisiana carried 1,500 pounds of marijuana and a machine gun belonging to Thornton, the search for the fugitive intensified. After Thornton was finally apprehended, the U.S. Marshals transported him to Fresno for his arraignment where he posted $75,000 in cash and a $1 million personal surety bond secured by possibly the only remaining connection Thornton had to his prior life as a Kentucky aristocrat. Three <laughs> racehorses. I was going to say a bear. And Woody Harrelson. <laughs> and a seat at a live taping of Cheers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, we haven't gotten to the cocaine yet, but it did occur to me that if this had been marijuana yeah. bear, no murders <laughs> no, would have taken place. No, it would have been really. Just- <laughs> it had been a, a super chill bear, yes. just kind of laying on the picnic table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, my, my paws are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm a bear? Am I a bear? <laughs> With the munchies. Hey, boo-boo, I'm getting the munchies. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's always looking for a picnic basket. A picnic basket. <laughs> Is that is that Yogi or you're the honeymooners? What are you doing? Wrong the same, isn't it? Like, hey, Boo Boo, I'm look, one of these days. I'm boo Boo, right to the moon. Oh, Yogi, you're always looking to get high. Uh, he cleared his sinuses yep. again. Oh, that's right. Hey, Boo Boo, let that's me do a rail off your junk. <laughs> On February 27th, 1982. I think Will broke John. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Look at him. Look at him. I'm getting the image. I have the image in my head. Yes, you did. You broke him. That's what happened with the pickles. You put it in my head. Once it's in the head, your brain draws it. Oh, 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 I'm seeing stars. I can't even... Mm. <laughs> I've never seen John have a giggle so much in my life. Don't remind him. No, go, go, go ahead. I'll, I'll catch up. <laughs> no, we got, we got, yeah, we got a ways to go here. <laughs> On February twenty seventh, nineteen eighty two, just three days before Fenton was scheduled to appear. <laughs> Is he coming back? We thought we were in the clear. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> All right, we're going to do this. We're going to do it. He's got a little vial. <laughs> keep still. You keep moving. <laughs> Impressive boo-boo. It's taking the whole vial. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Let's just end the show. On February 27th, 1982, just three days before Thornton was scheduled to appear at a hearing in Fresno, it appeared vigilante justice was served just after Thornton's dinner. As he left a restaurant, Thornton was shot twice in the chest at close range. But the 38 caliber wad cutter bullets didn't penetrate the bulletproof vest Thornton wore as often as socks. Uh, well, he's prepared. <laughs> but it wasn't good fortune that kept Thornton alive, for the police quickly determined the mastermind behind the apparent attempted murder. It was Thornton himself. The attack had been staged by Thornton to persuade the judge that his life would be endangered should he be incarcerated. Oh. Ah. You know, this guy's really brave drug dealer. Yeah. Uh, was in war, you know, was in a battle in the Dominican Republic, seen action, was known, mm-hmm. was, you know, referred to by police and other folks mm-hmm. as being a killer. Uh, uh-huh. Was scared to go to jail. Huh? Fake his own death to avoid going to jail. Wow. Well, not his death, his own his own attack, mm-hmm. his own murder attempt. Yes. Attempt. Okay. Mm-hmm. He'd fake his own murder so he could avoid going to jail. Because say, if you put me in jail, I'm going to get killed. Mm-hmm. Which is right. funny because uh-huh. he was in danger on the street, though. Right. The j- judge could say you'd be safer in a in a jail cell. They don't have guns than on in the there. street. Yes. <laughs> but no bears in jail. <laughs> Maybe no bears. we don't know yet. We don't know how he met the bear. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. That's right. That's coming. Ultimately, Thornton pleaded no contest to marijuana conspiracy charges. And while Bryant had already begun serving a 15-year sentence, Thornton received what was effectively a slap on the wrist. Six months at a minimum security facility and a $500 fine. That's it? Yeah. Guy Guy was uh, was caught flying a plane with a thousand pounds of uh, marijuana and that's what he got him. But Mm -hmm. the convictions of his co-conspirators did more to damage Thornton than jail time. Already Mm. quite paranoid, Thornton shrunk his circle of trust to himself and just one man. 
his karate instructor turned bodyguard, Bill Leonard. Huh. <laughs> and Not I, a bear. A bear. <laughs> Named Bill Leonard. Bear. Bill Leonard, a bear disguised as a human. <laughs> Following his release from prison, Thornton divorced himself from the crime ring he had helped to create and decided to resume his drug smuggling operations alone. But there was still a matter of some loose ends, or rather, noose ends, that needed to be tightened. Wait. Was there a joke there I missed? Wait, what? I said, <laughs> but there was still a matter of some loose, loose ends, or rather noose N- ends, noose. that needed to be tightened. Noose. Na, 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 noose. <laughs> I missed the na, 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 noose. Na, 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 noose. <laughs> For three years, authorities sought Thornton for questioning regarding what they described as vendetta deaths. A series of otherwise unrelated murder victims were connected by Thornton's enterprises. Mm -hmm. Gene Berry, the Florida state's attorney who had successfully prosecuted one of Thornton's co-defendants, was murdered at point-blank range. Mm. Robert S. Walker, a witness against Thornton in the case, was found strangled in a swamp in Tampa. Oh. The man who had informed customs of Thornton's involvement with the Louisiana smuggling vessel had Mm -hmm. his throat slit in Miami. The lesson, never go to Florida. (laughs) 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 I get excited. I heard Gene Barry and I almost thought it was, we got to the bear. (laughs) Gene Barry. (laughs) Oh. On September, or when you're in the end here, finally, guys. On September 9th, 1985, Thornton began what would be his final fateful. Hey, Boo Boo. Hey. He really doesn't, Boo Boo doesn't have pants on, right? They don't wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> His face comes up, it's just white powder on that big nose. Oh, no. There's a t shirt here somewhere, I think. Yeah. Let me do a rail off your junk. Higher than the average bear. Higher, yes. Uh, let's see, where are we here? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> On September 9th, 1985, Thornton began what would be his final fateful journey. Having invited Leonard to vacation with him in the Bahamas, the pair boarded a Cessna 404. The bear? The pa- <laughs> pair. It was a pair. <laughs> <laughs> find the bear. I mean, this is really a game of find the bear. Now boarding. <laughs> no, we didn't call your row yet. Sorry. We didn't call your row yet. This year's going to be a better show next week, guys. Dear listener. I, I can't imagine it's how. Better than this. Uh, wait, wait, a bear, a bear. I got to look for I mean, pear, pear. Pear. Okay. <laughs> Thornton began blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Having invited Leonard to vacation with him in the Bahamas, the pair boarded a Cessna 404. An accomplished pilot, Thornton steered the craft through the darkness and the rain and flew completely over the Bahamas. It was then that Thornton revealed the true nature of their trip. Oh. Instead of snorkeling, and sunbathing on the Caribbean island. Leonard was to help Thornton do something even more thrilling. (laughs) Retrieve 400 kilograms of cocaine from a drug cartel in Colombia. (laughs) We're getting there. We're getting there. Instead of snorkeling, 
Just regular <laughs> snorting. <laughs> Once the plane safely landed in a swamp in Monteria, it was quickly surrounded by machine gun. Machine gun. Machine gun. Machine gun. Machine gun. Sentient yeah. weapons evolving on an island cut off from other areas of the world. Run entirely by bears. <laughs> right, the plane lands in a swamp. It was quickly surrounded by machine gun toting men. While Leonard ate what he later learned was a parrot. Oh. He watched what? Thornton load their did, transport. Did, did you say it was a parrot or it was a parrot? Parrot. Parrot. Okay. Like Fred oh. and Beretta. <laughs> okay. I gotcha. While Leonard ate what he later learned was a parrot, he watched Thornton load their transport. The illegal, addictive white powder. <laughs> Why was anyone eating a parrot? Why did this come up? What are you doing? Load and blow? I'm going to eat a parrot. <laughs> Maybe he was already high. I mean, did he just grab somebody that was closest to eat it? Dude. Dude, I had a dream I was eating a parrot. <laughs> I've got news. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, feathers come out. <laughs> yeah. Talk about sinus problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most random thing to do yeah, rather than one. help your friend. I can't help you load. Sorry. I'm going to eat this parrot. <laughs> I'm really busy. Well, you, you learn why, yeah. You'll see. <laughs> just came out of left field. It's wonderful. Oh, oh yeah. Here, here we go. Oh, yeah, I see what, Okay, here we go. <laughs> the illegal, addictive white powder was wrapped in yellow plastic bricks, packed into burlap, squawk, squawk. and then stuffed inside large duffel bags outfitted with parachutes. The value of their cargo on the return flight had increased by $80 million and one likely undercooked mm. parrot. <laughs> Bruh, Polly want to live. Yeah. Polly want to live. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. This is ser- seriously, seriously. He gets he gets food poisoning. It plays a role in the story. Oh. Yeah. From the parrot? Oh, so this is important. Everything, there's nothing <laughs> extraneous important. about this. I Everything in it, I put in there for other purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the boo-boo joke. Yes, that's a fact. That was. I could send you the episode. As undigested parrot rose in Leonard's throat, so did Leonard's ire. Oh. <laughs> Angry. <laughs> this this parrot ain't sitting right. Wait, you just, you ate the parrot? That was, oh, you think I was gonna, pet? Do you think I was going to help you load cocaine? You'll do anything to get out of work. <laughs> Beak it all, whatever it takes. <laughs> Beak it all, yeah. <laughs> That's how lazy he is. <laughs> He needs a fucking bear. He doesn't want to carry himself over. He's like, Bill, Bill, get your ass over here. He's like, he just grabs him. No, I gotta, I gotta eat this raw parrot. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) You're doing great. You're almost done. Finish off that claw. Get over here. <laughs> There's no meat on the claws, dude. <laughs> All right. Angry. I don't think I can do it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <clears throat> We're with you. Home stretch. Home stretch. Angry. Eat a parrot. Over the betrayal and teeming with salmonella. Oh. <laughs> Leonard threw open the plane's door somewhere over Florida. Oh. And it's always Florida. (laughs) (laughs) I feel seen. After returning the bird's remains to the skies. Oh no. Be free. (laughs) (laughs) 
Leonard the sky. <laughs> Leonard kicked out three duffel bags of cocaine. What? Suddenly, the parrot wasn't the only thing to disagree with Leonard. <laughs> On purpose, did he kick him out? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he just this happened. Oh. Like he so tripped mad, over them when he was hurling bird. He's oh, mad. Okay. His friend lied to him about the trip and all that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> here's what I th- here's what I think of your cocaine. <laughs> the two men began to fight. Oh. Their uh-huh. confrontation, however, was quickly interrupted by radio oh. chatter, a black hawk helicopter, uh-huh. and two DEA jets had spotted Thornton's Cessna as it crossed into U.S. airspace. Mm-hmm. But Thornton had a plan. <laughs> the parrot had a tracking chip in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the you didn't eat that parrot, did you? Beep, beep. Beep, beep. What is that sound? <laughs> you didn't eat a parrot. The parrot was beeping when I eat. The bear doesn't even matter anymore. It's all about the parrot now. (laughs) It was a lot of parrot talk. (laughs) Under the dim light of the cockpit, against the darkness of the sky, Thornton strapped a parachute to himself. And during the roughly four minutes, it took Thornton to strap another chute on Leonard. Oh, Thornton gave Leonard what would be his only skydiving lesson. Mm. So, but they were just fighting. So now he's going to try to help them. They got to get their shit together. Yeah. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. And actually Bill Leonard right. tells the story because he survived. Oh. Uh, that their laughter, the fighting turned into laughter and they laughed over the circumstances <laughs> and, and Thornton apologized to him for getting him in this mess and said, I'll get you out of it. Oh, wow. In four minutes? Mm. That all happened in four minutes. <laughs> Well, the four minutes began after they got their shit together and they realized they had to, okay. had to do something, had to jump from the okay. plane. Okay, all right. <laughs> after shoving three more duffel bags from the plane, mm. Thornton strapped the remaining parcel to his person mm. while barking instructions at Leonard. <laughs> the pair would rendezvous at a hotel in Knoxville mm. with a plane on autopilot. The men jumped. All right. Mm. <sighs> All right, last page. <laughs> September 11th, 1985. Fred Myers was finishing his morning save when he spied mm. what appeared to be a man laying amidst debris in his driveway. Oh. Upon closer inspection, (laughs) it was was clear the crumpled person was dead. A trickle of dried blood ran from his mouth. Thornton had indeed landed in Knoxville, but Uh, not as he intended. uh, He's the one who knew how to parachute, right? Yeah, he was an expert. Oh boy. Oh, He was a proud uh, expert. He didn't let anybody pack his chutes. Uh, he was very, you know, fastidious about mm-hmm, his, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Lifeless, Thornton was surrounded by the very things that had defined his life. He was wearing a bulletproof mm-hmm. vest and special night vision goggles. Mm-hmm. He was carrying a Browning 9mm automatic pistol, a 22 caliber pistol, and several clips of ammunition. He also had survival gear. A stiletto mm-hmm. and forty-five hundred dollars in mm-hmm. cash, and six gold Krugerrands, food rations, and vitamins. He was so prepared. <laughs> a compass, an altimeter, identification papers in two different names, and a membership <laughs> to the Miami Jockey Club, <laughs> and a duffel bag. Filled with 77 pounds of cocaine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Police mm-hmm. couldn't be sure why his parachute had failed him. I get it now. I'm like, what a detailed list we're getting. Oh my gosh. Wow. So probably what happened is wow. he calculated everything because uh-huh. you know, you know the weight, etc. Mm-hmm. At the mm-hmm. last minute, he straps on this bag of cocaine that he had not planned to jump uh-huh. with. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So 77 more pounds. Mm-hmm. That's like yep. almost a person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he had two shoots. You have a first shoot and then you have a backup yes. shoot. 
Yeah. His mm-hmm. backup chute was attached, but it didn't stop him from, from falling right. or, or dying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. His, his primary chute was found detached. And I think, Ooh. I want to say 60 miles, but maybe that was the plane. 60 miles, several miles from where he was. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Too much stuff. As the investigation <laughs> continued, pieces of the mysterious puzzle began to come together. A crashed Cessna 404 was soon found nearby with no signs of fatalities and a number matching that on a key found among Thornton's things. Police ruled the death an accident. The cause, gravity. (laughs) But the tale of the aviator was yet unknown. As the story became clearer, more duffel bags of cocaine were found huh. in northern Georgia, but not before a particular black bear stumbled upon one errant container. Bear! There's the bear! bear. We got there! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and, it just snuck up on And us. for the sequel, see Cocaine Bear now in theaters. <laughs> that bear just snuck up on us. Um, <laughs> he he lulled right, us. Two more paragraphs here. Okay, okay. It could be so much longer. Mm-hmm. There's so much crazy shit. I There's more crazy. And it goes on even after this. But mm-hmm. when authorities finally discovered the bear's body on December twentieth, they also found forty empty bags of cocaine. Empty. <laughs> While the chief medical examiner who autopsied the animal found its stomach was quote literally packed to the brim with oh cocaine end quote. Law enforcement wasn't certain whether the bear had consumed 75 pounds of the drug or some enterprising local had taken it. Mm -hmm. Ah, But ah. the examiner was confident that after absorbing four grams of the substance, the bear had cerebral hemorrhaging, respiratory failure, hypothermia, (laughs) renal failure, heart failure, stroke, and died shortly thereafter. The bear (laughs) murdered no one. But other than that, he was fine. (laughs) That wasn't the last mystery cocaine bear would be involved in. (laughs) After getting his pilot license, he continued the drug smuggling operation. (laughs) He married Bill Leonard. Oh, no. (laughs) This has been the true tale of Pablo Escobar. <laughs> but here's what happens after. Uh, the bear, again, it looks so great, mm-hmm. even though it was dead for a few months. Oh. He has a friend taxidermy it. Uh-huh. Um, okay. First, it's, and then it's gifted to this Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area. Yeah. But at mm-hmm. some point, there's a forest fire that threatens to, uh, you know, consume possibly this recreation area. So they take everything that's valuable from this spot, including some, I think, uh, Native American artifacts mm-hmm. and the bear, uh-huh. and they move it to a storage facility. Mm-hmm. When they finally go back to get the stuff from the storage facility, I think like a month or so yeah. later, it's been stolen. Or it's, it's gone. Oh my gosh. It's presumably stolen. The bear that along with some of the other things. Stolen. And the bear, so the bear turns up uh, at a pawn shop. Huh. Uh, the owner of the pawn shop, you know, bought it from somebody. And when he gets his eyes on it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's two different tales. The pawn shop owner says he wasn't familiar with the cocaine bear story. Okay. But... Uh, some other tales say that he was because he calls a friend of his who he thinks would most appreciate having this bear knowing the story, mm-hmm. country singer Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, according to Waylon Jennings, he was familiar with the cocaine bear story. It was, a, it was very well known in the 1980s okay. about this, about, about Thornton and everything. Cause it's a real huge tale, mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. more encompassing in, uh, you know, going all the way up to the governor's mansion in, in Kentucky involving a bunch of corrupt DA agents. Wow. It's um, there's a possible connection for that heist at the China Lake Naval facility to Oliver North oh. and the guns, uh, the Contra Contras, affair. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Libyans, Russians, all this, these guys at some point said they were working <laughs> for secret ops for the CIA, that they were selling Jeez. drugs to make money to fund these different covert operations. Mm-hmm. A lot of crazy wow. shit. <laughs> but yeah. Waylon Jennings buys this and he gives it to a friend of his who uh, he, he thinks would appreciate the story and having the bear. And this is a guy who has it in his place in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. When this guy dies, he, they have an estate sale for his stuff. And 
a gentleman buys it for $200 uncontested. Nobody else bids for it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, this guy who buys it doesn't even know the story. Oh. He just thinks he's right. buying a cool he's bought a bear. bear. A bear. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he's a guy who would just go to different estate sales and buy interesting things. <laughs> um, he, he brought it home and his wife said, oh, hell no. We're not having a bear in our house. <laughs> so he, he set it up in his uh, herbal remedy store. That oh, okay. Where it remained until he died. Okay. After he died, his wife apparently sold a bunch of his things, got you know, or otherwise got rid of it, except for the bear was one of the things she kept, even though she hated oh. it. Uh, mm. There is a, um, so when this, uh, this uh, place in Kentucky called the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Center uh, found out about the, the cocaine bear store, you know about the cocaine bear store already, but they had heard this rumor about Waylon Jennings and everything. They spent two months tracking down the bear. So the story I just told you, I learned from <laughs> wow. that. Mm-hmm. When they finally found the woman who had the bear because her husband had died and all mm-hmm. that. They offered to buy it for her, and she said, "You can have it for free. Just pay for shipping." Oh, hmm. oh! So it's it now resides the cocaine bear resides in the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Center and has lived there since 2015. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's... I was really hopeful you were going to tell me that when it was in the herbal remedy store that people <laughs> yep. would pet the bear and get a contact high. That would have been a good story. <laughs> oh, I love petting this bear. Oh, you're this bear is awesome. You're <laughs> sniffing its stomach. <laughs> right through the fur. There's just like a white powdery oh substance God. on the fur. <laughs> it's just oh. wicking cocaine through its pores. So, John, I'm sorry if you're disappointed. If you didn't know, or Kat, I, 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 you know, Kat, John was saying things that made me realize that he didn't. He may not have real uh, known that the bear didn't actually go crazy and kill people. It just its heart exploded basically after it took mm-hmm. ate the cocaine. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a shame. So the, the movie is taking some <laughs> license. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a really cool book by Sally Denton, a journalist who dug way into this mm-hmm. and makes a lot of connections that I alluded to a moment mm-hmm. ago uh, called the bluegrass conspiracies. I think there may have been some TV shows, et cetera, that also address okay. it. Mm-hmm. It only occurred to me after I put this together, I should have reached out to Brad and asked him about it, John. Oh. oh, yeah, in his region. That's right. He's, uh, Brad's yeah, in Kentucky, been... and he was a journalist. Oh, that's right. Nice. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I hope so in the sorry, movie Brad. the bear eats a parrot. That would be a great little call. <laughs> that's, for, that's a deep cut for the true fans. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one's All for right. you, 1980s Now listeners. <laughs> Wink. Yes, there you go. <laughs> All right. Hey, next uh, time we meet, it'll be a lot less true crime. Uh, when we talk to you next time oh. on 1980s Now. Until next time. <laughs> Goodbye. 